You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Join Geek Elites Jessica and John as they open the VHS Gems treasure box of nostalgia. Rediscover the movies from the time of auxiliary cables, blockbuster rentals, and automatic rewind machines. See if these gemstone movies still hold their luster, or if they should be polished and recut for more modern appeal, or even if it's time to let them turn to dust. New episodes of VHS Gems are released Thursdays at noon, Arizona time, on geekelitemedia.com and a podcatcher near you. It's that time once again to take that journey into mystery as Ian and myself talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. How did you enjoy this movie, Ian? I I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it so much that I told everybody else to get out of the car and I locked the doors. It's just you and I today. (laughs) It's good. It's, it's, It's the original formula. It's the original recipe, extra crispy. Mischiefer, this is what we're talking about. All right, I it's love it. Be good. I love it. That's right. It's just the two of us, and we're 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 talking about Shang Chi, and you know this movie has so many great high points. I do have a few things that I like had issue with, but like overall, it's an enjoyable movie. I mean, it's a Marvel mm-hmm. movie. It's 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 in there, and and they're taking big swings, and that's what's awesome. Right. It was really it was really nice and really refreshing um to to see them really like shift gears and try something completely outside of the normal Marvel formula and have it succeed in the way that it did. And we can dive deeper into that later. Yep. Because first, we're going to talk about a new trailer that dropped for a Disney Plus Marvel series called Hawkeye. Then we're going to get into the last two episodes of What If, because we didn't talk about those yet. And then we'll end with our discussion of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, Hawkeye. I, I, I am a big Hawkeye fan. Like, I am a big archer in the comics kind of char- uh, fan. So Green Arrow and Hawkeye are like two of my big characters. Um, <laughs> this trailer looks great. I love the I love the fact that it's set at Christmas. I love the fact that it's you get this like like lethal weapon kind of like buddy cop film um a vibe from it and 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 there's a lot of like cool little nods to different Hawkeye like uh storylines that you see and especially with the the hearing aid. Like it's a thing that most mm-hmm. people forget that Hawkeye is 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 deaf or at the very yeah, he's I believe he's deaf. So the the fact that they might be going towards him losing his hearing is something pretty interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> My words betrayed me. <laughs> um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know 
uh, like I, I have a general understanding of Hawkeye. I've read enough Avengers. I've never really read his standalone or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I, I have a working knowledge of Hawkeye, so I can go into something and be like, "All right, I get it. I'm here." You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm excited about this. The trailer looked really good. I liked the, uh, the chemistry that they showed between the two of them. It looks like just like you said, it's going to be a really fun like buddy cop ride. Um, if Hawkeye doesn't say I'm too old for this shit at least once, <laughs> I will be a little disappointed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I want him to say the line too, but like being on Disney Plus, I don't think they're going to get away with saying shit. I don't know. I don't remember in Falcon and Winter right. Soldier. Did that? Did he say it? I feel like that'd be the place to say it. Right. Like I, I want something along those lines. They're like ah, two days away from retirement. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the things I love about this trailer. Also, like there's the scene where he's putting all those like ice packs on himself because mm-hmm. he's not a super soldier with the you know s- serum going through his body. He's not half robot. He's not uh, using a uh, heart shape herb. He d- he's not the uh, thunder god from uh, Norway. Like. He is a regular dude that just is able to shoot arrows really well from training, you know, but so he's still succumbing to age, fatigue, like all that kind of stuff. So my question about Hawkeye really quick, and we don't need to get too into it. It's uh, could just be a a yes or no, unless you want to educate me, Mitch. Um, Is it just bows that Hawkeye is like super accurate with or is it any projectile? So no, it's it's usually just bows in the six one six. So if you go okay. into Ultimate uh, comic books or Ultimate Marvel before Ultimate Marvel got like pushed into uh, the six one six universe, there was a scene and the basically the Hawkeye that you have in the uh, MCU is similar to the the Hawkeye in um, Ultimate uh, Marvel more than he is the 616. But there's a scene where, as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, uh, I don't know if it's Hydra or someone else, but it was, it's the bad guys. They have him, like, tied up in a room, and he takes his fingernails and rips them off and, and like, flicks them across the room and kills people with them. Like, he is ac- he's basically bullseye in the, mul- in the Ultimate Marvel Universe. You know what? I'm here for that. <laughs> like, like I'm I'm super down for that. Um, just because, like, why not? The dude understands. The dude, he gets it. Like, everything is going to fly a little bit differently. But, I mean, like, yeah. Well, he's the most accurate man in the world. Like, yeah. Let's go. I- I'm for it. I'm for it. But Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop coming into the into the program she's like you know some people say that i'm the world's greatest archer <laughs> she's like are you one of those people i love that line right. that was a great line um she was rocking the 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 ronin look right that is totally a departure from the storyline cuz in so for those who haven't read uh avengers disassembled uh this was the storyline that basically the avengers all get toppled by one person and you don't know come to find out who that one person is until late uh, to the very end of the story and i won't spoil that for you but in the in that story hawkeye gets killed he straight up gets killed he gets murdered um so when he dies that's when we get the young avengers and kate bishop comes in as hawkeye and she has olympic level training of how to use a bow and arrow 
and so she takes on the name of Hawkeye. This, for whatever reason, she's taking on the name of Ronin. Like, she's decided to make that her own. Which I'm kind of here for. Oh. Because, like, I'm, I'm kind of super here for because... Uh, I've I haven't shied away from this on on this show at all. I have very deep roots in in DC as opposed to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the meme around the show of like <laughs> let's <laughs> right. So it's like I only know kind of what I'm talking about. Um, but I liked I liked like Arsenal and Red Arrow more than Speedy. Nice. Okay. So if you're gonna give me an angle where the the protege is taking on their own identity or an identity that's not really a good thing right and making it their own like that that instantly has my attention <laughs> you know what i i get it and i'm all for it uh but i mean obviously it looks like she's she's throwing on her classic purple outfit so that she's going to be more the hawkeye name hawkeye's obviously taking in taking her in to to train her to be better um and the other thing is, is that in the comic books, when so after he gives the name of Hawkeye over to Kate Bishop, uh, he takes on the name of Ronan. But then he decides, you know what? Eventually, he wants to be Hawkeye again, and they can both be Hawkeye, so they both end up being Hawkeye. Well, the name Ronan still is out there, and it needs to be somebody, and that ends up being Echo, which is a person we see in this trailer. The actress playing Echo is, is shows up in the trailer, which. Very interesting character altogether. Also deaf. I like that. <clears throat> and um, I, I think that this is a really good... Like I, I like Hawkeye's villains and the concept of Hawkeye being deaf and all that kind of stuff because it's very... Like, it's, it's a huge departure from your super soldiers. And it's somebody who's just able to able to do the thing very well, but you wouldn't expect them to be able to do the thing based on like just just based on conditions right right um it's like with hawkeye particularly i really enjoyed him in uh old logan yes where he was he was completely blind Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was awesome yeah no so i i I think it'd be really cool to see as we go forward i um i don't want this to happen but it would be interesting to see him get more and like to to see the years catch up with him yes no exactly that's 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 the interesting part of that that's another interesting part of that character uh but also to go back to the actress that is playing echo her name is aloka cox i'm probably ala aqua cox um she is also a amputee she is uh she has an amputated leg i don't know what it was that perhaps to be the why she did but she she wears a prosthetic prosthetic leg and that is going to be uh you know an interesting turn for the character yeah i I really like that like it's it's well 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 done casting yes marvel and disney i'm proud of you well done (laughs) i mean they don't take our suggestions enough uh no but they are doing well on their own i mean it's what it is I thought you were gonna give me. Uh, I thought you were gonna give me some cool queer representation with Loki, but you didn't really end up doing that. So, like, whatever. I'm not mad about that. But now you're you're kind of making up for it by by giving other other marginalized folks uh, some some time to be there. And like, good on you for that. Good on you for that. 
so yes, I I am super looking forward to this series. It looks like it's going to be out uh, by Christmas. So, hell yes. Is it bad that the beginning of the trailer gave me like Home Alone vibes? <laughs> I think it's supposed to give you Home Alone vibes. Okay. <laughs> I I think it would be great if like season two was Kate Bishop by herself setting up elaborate traps for bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there for that too. Which, you know, it, it, we're getting to it early in the show, but Kate Bishop... Young Avengers, it's it's happening. We got we got Kate Bishop. We have we have uh, Elijah. Yeah, Elijah yeah. Bradley, Eli Bradley. We have um, possibly uh, Wanda's twins. Like they're they're all coming together. I mean, and with the addition of uh, <clears throat> the end of of Loki. Um, we have potential for, for some other folks from the young Avengers. I don't want to spoil too much, but like, you know, it's there. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Mitch. You, uh, yes, yes, I do. And it, you know what, if they're, if they're listening to us, they know, they know what we're talking about too. Fine. I mean, yeah, it's uh what's his face? Uh, Kang as, as, as young man, Iron Man. Um, <laughs> it's Iron Lad. <laughs> Uh, Iron Sir, um, <laughs> <laughs> the metallic gentleman. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So Hawkeye, Iron Lad, for whatever reason. <laughs> you know what? I like Iron Sir better anyway, so it's okay. Uh, let's let's get into talking about what if. Um, Perfect. The first episode that we we uh, coming back to is what if. Doctor Strange had lost his heart instead of his hands. I mean, wow. Like, you, you, you they, they just laid on the metaphor there, didn't they? <laughs> yep. And before we go too far into it, I think it needs to be said, I love that they got, for the most part, everybody to come do their own voices. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's very helpful. That way I'm not going like... That's not what strange sounds like. <laughs> that's that's not Wong. That's not. <laughs> that's not. Uh, man, I. It's, that's the Christine. Christine. Mm-hmm. Christine. What is her last name? Adler or is it Irene Adler? Is her character from Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> it's Christine something. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's it it's good. I I do like it when they can get the voices back. Uh, when we get to the next one that we're going to talk about, they yeah. didn't get, they, there was a couple voices they didn't get. And I was like, I was actually very surprised, uh, with one of there them. Was the, the, if it's the one I think it is, I'm like, how was that hard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. So this one, I, I love the idea because it's, it, it, Dr. Strange is always, is all about time, right? The first movie is about time. The second, this, this, uh, what if is about time. Uh, essentially the, the ancient one sees what it is that Dr. Strange is doing and stops him at one point and splits him into two. One person that goes forward in the timeline, the other one that goes backwards in the timeline. And when that one goes backwards in timeline and tries to figure out a way to save, uh, Christine, 
by absorbing all these mystical and celestial like creatures to make his power more with a cameo from uh the hydra monster that they were summoning um in for the, uh, uh Captain Carter. <laughs> yeah, Captain Carter. The first Words episode. are really hard for me today, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand it. It's you know what? It's really hot where we live. <laughs> Our bra- <laughs> ba- brains are baking. Yes, it's not easy for me Literally. either. <laughs> yeah. It's all these like they're right there and I should know these. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the Hydra monster that the Hydra was summoning in um Captain Carter was there. Yes, and I love the fact that he goes up against it first and it just wallops him and then he comes back to it later and just eventually becomes this giant Cthulhu monster like creature that does everything he can to save uh, Christine and then in doing so like tears apart the fabric of existence for that world. I mean, we know it from uh, watching this episode but i mean if you watch doctor who you know you can't change a fixed point in time i love that you just brought in doctor who (laughs) i love it you 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 can't you can't change that it's a fixed point in history (laughs) how many times does the doctor have to tell us that all right it's so many times times? so many so many times like (laughs) i get that i i get that strange is a world-renowned surgeon and all this stuff but like he doesn't have to watch a lot of tv <laughs> yeah. he seems like a dude who'd probably be really good at Doctor Who, because you know. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, but yes, um, the battle between, I guess, good Doctor Strange and bad Doctor Strange was pretty battle awesome. Of the Stranges, and the the fact that you have the good cape and the bad cape was just so cool. I yes. love that that beetle has a cape on, and then he's like, I'm not going to take you because you're not powerful enough, but I really like that cape. Yoink. <laughs> <laughs> um, would, would you say that that the two of them are estranged? Ba-dum-bum. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. <laughs> Mitch, tell about the Patreon. <laughs> I was about to bring in, that was like a... That was a, a Fozzie Bear joke right there. Like, <laughs> then we're going to get on this whole Muppets is the Avengers thing again. <laughs> we're going to do it eventually. Mitch. Once again, patreon.com slash Media. You could get us to do the Muppets as Avengers. I I want that so bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, overall, no, the, the good, cape, good cape versus bad cape was probably my favorite little nonsense little tiny thing between the two it was was great (laughs) which is also an interesting one because like the end of this one ends in obviously like they all kind of end in a bad note i guess except for the t'challa like star lord one but they all like this one ends in like the whole reality just gets erased it gets torn apart well as as uatu just sits there and well watches so uh I mean, obviously, the, the, the Avengers getting killed one ends with Loki taking over. Captain Carter ends with Captain Carter going to the future and not getting to be with Steve. Like, none of them really end happy except for Star, the T'Challa Star-Lord one. <laughs> you've, you've seen all the Owatu memes, right? About just like, hold on, let me get my popcorn. <laughs> yeah. I saw the one where it's talking about how... Uh, 
he watched Doctor Strange do the whole like dying over and over fighting Dumamu, and he's like, "Oh, this is still good after the six hundred time." Yeah, that one that would be the watcher. That would be the watcher. Like, how how boring would that be to be the watcher? Where you're just like, "All right, let's see what's on over here." (laughs) Oh, cool, they're doing it again. (laughs) All right. Which, like, you would think that each reality has its own watcher, but, like, he's getting to see the different realities. I don't know. So, he exists. Would would all the watchers get together for a watch party? Like. (laughs) Do they have to do it virtually? I mean, social distancing is a thing. It's it's important. Because he can't meet anybody to get vaccinated. So, like, it's a thing. You have to watch out for your friends. I mean, it, once he gets it vaccinated, then he's interfering with the events of the, the reality. Exactly. And thus- <laughs> so, like, he's the only one all allowed to not get vaccinated. Everybody else should go get vaccinated. Everybody else should definitely go get vaccinated. <clears throat> yep. I, I don't want to hear it. You're saying, if, uh, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> um, but, yes, <laughs> like, this episode... I, I really dug the 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 Cthulhu Elder Gods horror of it, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's still I I don't know how I feel about the series so far. I really don't. It's it's hit or miss for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Carter still had one of the coolest action sequences in the entire MCU to me. Oh yes, when she's jumping around through planes, like <laughs> legitimately fighting planes. Like that's, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just animated beautifully. The animation throughout the whole thing is beautiful. It's really well done. Um, a, a point in the prose column for this is that they're not just going through the what if books. True. And reanimating those. Right. Yeah, these are these are solely made for the uh, MCU and, and mm-hmm. it shows, which is great. It, it, it's, it's all ties together. Uh, but the next episode we're going to talk about does have its place in the Marvel comics continuity, Marvel yes. zombies. What if Marvel zombies, um, this doesn't, loved it. this, this doesn't follow the Marvel zombies comic book traditionally, but it does have its own MCU spin. And once again, Hank Pym is to blame for everything going bad in this, this reality. <laughs> so what we've learned to this point is Hank Pym sucks. <laughs> like one way or another, Hank Pym is going to doom us all. And <laughs> it brings me back around to fucking Ultron. If we had just waited like two years and done Ultron after Ant-Man, we could have had Hank Pym build Ultron the way that he was supposed to. And I think it would have made him scarier. It would have made him scarier. You're absolutely right. Um, which, in which case, Hank Pym still sucks. <laughs> I really loved the beginning of the episode where, um, you know, Bruce as Hulk is comes crashing down just like at the beginning of Infinity War. And he's like, Thanos is coming. And then nobody greets him. And he's like, hey, what's going on? Uh, and then just zombies. Zombies everywhere. Even the powerful Black Order couldn't stand up to, to becoming a zombie. Which is terrifying. Very. Like, 
Oh my god, the 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 implications of some of these of some of these zombies is just absolutely horrifying. The maw as a zombie, like, <laughs> oh no 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 no, that man didn't care to begin with. If you put an a ceaseless hunger behind that telekinetic power, okay, good luck running away. He has free food for the rest of his life. No, that's there's a reason why you had to have the zombie Avengers come in and like deal with them quickly and just like right. tear, take them down. Uh and then you have, you know, like was it zombie Iron Man going after uh Bruce Banner and and yeah. he's not hulking out like that it's insane. No, nah, um I think like so I have kind of a power rankings in my head of like zombies I wouldn't want to fuck with. <laughs> uh, obviously, Iron Man because that suit—it's it, just dumb. You put a zombie in an Iron Man suit, and it's uh, game over. Um, <laughs> but like the 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 warlocks between Strange and Wong, like okay, you're done if they because apparently they still know how to do their magic. I mean, everybody has their power still, which is insane. I mean, look at yeah, what we when we get to Scarlet Witch, like the Scarlet oh, yeah, Witch. No. <laughs> Come on. And first off, how did she let herself get bit? Exactly. How, I mean, uh, if she how did Iron if Man she manipulates get bit? reality? Can she just be like, nah, I never got bit. Like, hello. <laughs> For real, though? <laughs> uh, no, uh, so, yeah, when you get to um, Vision has is, like, luring people in to just feed to Scarlet Witch, even though he's kind of figured out how to save people, like, that was insane. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I think this one might be my favorite one from What If so far. Okay. Um... My my biggest qualms with it are the fact that uh, Vision sucks. <laughs> like Vision's a scumbag um, and a coward. By the way, we'll talk about that. Um, and Peter's like Tom Holland doesn't voice Peter. Yeah, Tom Holland like, does not voice how, Peter. How is he hard to get for you, Disney? He called you crying to be Spider Man. I. You know what I. Uh... I wonder if it's a a contract thing, because like this is a Disney show with an animated Spider Man instead of being a Sony thing. I thought they I, th- I thought they worked out their differences. But, well, maybe not with this thing. I but no, I this, we'll see. Maybe there's there's going to be other uh, Spider Man stories in the What If. There maybe they got Tom Holland to be in the other ones because I don't think it was Chadwick Boseman as as T'Challa on this one, right? Well, I, I don't think so, but I mean that's with that's with reason. <laughs> I I understand, but if they already had him in the booth to do the T'Challa Star Lord, I'm sure he could have done the few lines where he's like, "They've been feeding me to the the Scarlet Witch," you know, kind of lines. Right. Nah, the- <laughs> However, we got paul rudd back as yes. Scott Lang and funny Paul Rudd, like as uh-huh. a head in a jar. It's like Futurama Paul Rudd. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved Futurama Ant-Man. Like, that, was, <laughs> that was fantastic. You guys can high-five about it if you want. I won't feel left out. <laughs> like, that's, that's beautiful. Oh, man. Like they just, they just allowed Paul Rudd to come in and play Scott Lang <laughs> as himself, which is awesome. Also, 
in this one we had Kurt, who's the like Eastern European uh, ex burglar with them from the Ant Man movies, right? But they didn't have Luis. They didn't. I and I don't. And we didn't. We didn't see anything. We didn't see a Luis zombie, which would have been really funny because he's a zombie trying to explain to other zombies what's been going on. <laughs> This also would have been instead of the like shitty home movie that that Peter made, they could have had Luis explain what's been going on with the zombies. Yep, like there there were times I feel like you missed out. That's a big missed opportunity right there. Well, the huge missed opportunity. All right, so check it out. Right, so Hank Pym he went out and he like that would have been the best way. <laughs> and you know, you know those really cool movies with the zombies. Well, now that's we're living in it. <laughs> now, now we're in one, man. Like, hey. <laughs> Uh, I do uh, love. I did love that they got Denai Guerrero back as uh, Okoye. Like I love her as Okoye. <laughs> like she does such a good job in everything, um, and even this, just doing voice work. Like she is so present in like so. It just brings the acting chops every time I see her. Absolutely. Uh, I I want to talk about the fact that this is the at least for me this is the episode that has the most emotion in it. Ooh. Like Doctor like Doctor Strange losing his heart, that was sad. Yeah. Like, but it, I feel like it was designed to be sad, right? But this one obviously it's written there's gonna be some some like some heartache, some some loss involved. It naturally it's a it's a zombie it's in it's in the zombie like genre. Right. Uh, that's what you do in that one. But like with Pete being the the key piece of the heartbreak in the line of like, how do you keep smiling? Well, my Aunt May used to say, like, we have to because they can't. Right. And then later on when he was like, I can't lose any more friends today. And T'Challa like, is like Yeah. If you if you remember them, then they always live. Like kind of it's like, oh jeez. It was beautiful and it hurt. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, especially because like I, I, I'm assuming we're operating under a whole spoiler, like whole spoiler alert. Oh, here. yeah. Uh, so, like, when Happy died, and he and he caught on that Happy died, like, the look on his face, it was just like, oh, bud. <laughs> oh, my guy. Yeah. Like, it, and it was just, like, punch in the heart after punch in the heart <laughs> after, like, terrible thing after Vision being an absolute shitbag. Like... <sighs> When you find like when you meet the vision, you're like, hell yeah, we're saved. Like this is great. Like obviously the zombies don't want him because he's an android. So why isn't he just flying around like wiping them out? Right. Like why isn't he just doing the thing? Because he's a freaking coward. Yep. Like that's that's well, what it boils down to. And he's to. blinded by love. You're dumb. Shut up. Get out of here. You're a robot. You don't know what love is. <laughs> um. Also, like. Where is Captain Marvel in all this? Like she should have oh, the power. Like even it, or what happens if she gets turned? Like that's that's another big game one. over. Yeah, game over. Uh, like, speaking, legitimately. Speaking of, like the end of the episode is all of Wakanda is turned with a Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Missing one stone. Well, yeah, it's still missing the stone that they're, that they're bringing to it. The stone yeah. to him. <laughs> um, I 
hope when they get to Wakanda that they can give um, Paul Rudd like like a vibranium body. (laughs) That would be pretty cool. I love that he got the cape, though. The cape was like cold. They flight him around. (laughs) (laughs) The cape was rad. Um, Okay, zombie Thanos. Like zombie Infinity Gauntlet Thanos is... Nope. Yeah, nope. This is <laughs> this is the best way, you know. Let's just introduce Adam Warlock real quick. Oh, geez, yeah. That's let's just let's just like put him in the mix because I don't think zombies would want anything to do with him either. Nope, probably not. So let so let him come through, wreck up Infinity Gauntlet Thanos, and then you know he can also whoop up on uh, zombie Captain Marvel because why not? <laughs> and then he's just like. Okay, bye. I'm gonna go be perfect. <laughs> uh, I want to bring up one thing. Like, it's very touching what happens to Hope, and you know her sacrifice and all that stuff. But why, why, why not? With your last act, do you not shrink down? You know you're gonna turn right? into a zombie, and then all of a sudden, giant zombie. <laughs> right. <clears throat> the amount of times that they've actually finally given us the example of what would happen. If they just like expanded inside of somebody's body, you know, with the whole like Ant Man and Thanos' butt thing. Yep. Like that. It's about time. <laughs> and I think, I think they need to give Paul Rudd his moment to talk about it. I, you know, I, I didn't someone ask them that at, at a convention and he was like, I hadn't heard this yet. Yeah, but I mean, like, give him the moment in the show to be like, all right, I know how we do this. I, 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 there has to be an episode where his particular Ant Man is going to be the star, right? Like, there has to be. <clears throat> Even if it's, what if Scott Lang never got out of jail? Oh, that's interesting. Because then it's the hope doing everything. Yeah. Not, not in the wasp suit though. Right. In the Ant Man suit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, we still don't know. I don't know where the other one, what the other ones are, who, who's the stories are about. But I'm excited. What if the X Men existed? Oh, oh, hmm, hmm. <laughs> well, you know, we didn't talk about this in the in the news section, but they did announce a whole bunch of like 2022 and 2023 dates for Marvel movies, and they're untitled, so. Don't exactly know which ones which ones there are. Mitch, you can stay here for this conversation. Marvel, hi, I'm looking directly at you for this one because <laughs> I want Mitch here as a witness for this. Give me mutants. <laughs> How many times do I have to ask? Give me mutants. And if you want, I will send you a notarized list of all of the of the mutants that I want. Don't be, don't be, uh, don't, don't, um, fret. No, not fret. Don't be turned off by the fact that Nightwing will be on the first one, even though Nightwing's not a mutant or a Marvel yeah, character. Yeah, no. You know what? Give, give me Nightwing and then <laughs> give, give me, give me Damian Wayne just so I can say, get out of here, Damian Wayne. Nobody likes you. Uh, <laughs> but then mutants also. But then, but then nothing but mutants that we're going to, we're going to get Nightcrawler. We're gonna get uh we're gonna get Bishop. We're gonna get uh <laughs> we're, we're gonna get Cannonball. Uh we're gonna get 
it's a long uh, list, Marvel. Mitch. <laughs> well, Mitch, help me out here. You, you, we're definitely gonna give me Beast because that's my character. Yeah. So we're gonna get Beast yeah. in there, and then we're gonna we, you have to get Mystique because they're probably gonna want um, uh, Katniss Everdeen to come back, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> right, right, and you know what? You know what? Give me, give me Darwin, but make him actual Darwin. Yeah, you shit. Good, um, a good character. Right. Uh, you know what? Also, we've already seen him, but toss Azazel in the mix because he was cool, but make it the same guy. In fact, we'll just cut him out of first class and we're just going to use all those assets again. There we go. Just, uh, let's just <laughs> bring first class in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and give, give us old man Havoc. Ooh. <laughs> he's, he's just cranky and old <laughs> but but no cyclops here I'll, I'll give you one a crazy one give us some chamber that's right Ooh. <laughs> pyro yeah, yeah pyro can no pyro can yeah pyrokinetic face psionic thing guy he has no jaw it's just fire yep that's right mm, chamber i'd be so I'd be so down. And while you're at it, I don't know if he's a mutant or not. Uh, give us is it is it Jack of Hearts, Jack of Spades? Jack of Jack of Hearts is not a mutant. He's an alien. Okay, but, but it's okay. Then never mind. You know, what? put him on the list too. He's cool as shit. Uh, <laughs> and if we're bringing in fringy Avengers, I want Two Gun Kid. Damn it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> When you get to the two gun kid on the list, that's it. The list is done. I love it. And the whiz. (laughs) 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 Mitch, sign it and send it out. I'm I'm gonna get it notarized first, and then I'll send it over to to Disney. Thank you, thank you, Kevin Feige. I'm coming, coming to hang out. We got things to talk about. Uh, well, that's what if zombies. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. The dumbest, dumbest tangent I've ever done. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Uh, let's get into talking about Shang Chi. So if you have not yet watched Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, please pause, pause the podcast, go watch it, talk about it with your friends, come back and talk about it with us, or <clears throat> don't complain when we spoil it for you. That's right. Because can't, can't complain. Yep. Uh, yes, enjoyable film. I definitely enjoy. It. Is this in the top of my list of Marvel movies? It is not. It is not in the bottom. It. I. Unfortunately, like all the things it sounds like you enjoyed or you really liked about the movie, Ian, I kind of had issue with, and I know it's completely me, like. I guess I was going into it thinking of it following the Marvel origin story like formula and it doesn't, which should be a good thing. But for me, it just felt off. See, I really liked that we got the origin story throughout the movie. Right. And we didn't get the exposition up front Mm -hmm. that we were like, hey, cool. Here's this dude, Sean. And Sean's just kind of living his life, doing his thing. Whoa, big bad thing happened. Whoa, <laughs> right? Like, and now we're going to pepper in some some backstory exposition for flavor. Aquafina joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> I liked it. It didn't feel, it, it, it didn't feel like a Marvel movie at first. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a 
good thing, at least in my opinion. No, and I think you're absolutely right. I think this whole, I think the whole movie doesn't feel like a Marvel movie, and I think they purposely done that, did that. And honestly, I don't think, I think that the the Wong and Abomination showing up in the fight ring had to have been an afterthought because I think they got through most of this movie and were like, wait, we don't have any other Marvel characters in this, like nothing's going on and so then they were like well who would be in this fight ring and they picked abomination and, and wong who are apparently homies they're homies so that was a, a weird part of that scene too like when they go in the, yeah. they go in the locker room and the two of them he's like i told you you can't be pulling that punch like that or you know like you have to you have to we, we didn't to train that it punch that a little bit so it's like is this supposed to be like 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 wwe professional wrestling kind of thing because then they go off into a, a training ring I don't know, but I mean, I kind of liked it because that gives like some mysterious depth to Wong. <laughs> I was just like, "What are you, what are you doing over there, bud?" <laughs> He's making more money so he can get tuna melts. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, like, I'm down. I liked it. Um, did you notice in that scene, by the way, when uh, they're asking, like, "So is Sean going to be fighting in one of these?" And they're like, "No, main stage." But the cell they're looking at is one of the soldiers from Iron Man 3. I so that's what I was like curious. Like I'm so I was so curious about all the different those cells, like those little boxes that people were fighting in. Uh I didn't I guess I didn't put that together that that would have been a a, a person with a um uh extremis in inside yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a it was an extremist dude and what gives it away is he gets punched and where he gets punched is all like lit up, mm. and then he like punches really like then it all like goes to his hand and he does it, and it's like oh hey that's kind of cool like good good callback this movie's full of a lot of Iron Man three callbacks that is weird and I mean it makes sense because uh, Mandarin and that nature but yeah which I want to just jump to that real quick. Least I, favorite part of the movie for me. I did not expect Ben Kingsley to be in so much of this movie. Yeah, I think it would have been a really good one-off joke. Yes. But I don't feel like he had any reason being in the rest of it. No. Like, I get it that they used him as the translator for Maurice, but, like, we could have wrote something else in, right? So that Maurice could right. just showed them. And right. when you get to the point, like at the end, when everybody in uh, Tun Lao, is that, was that the name of the I, city? I think so. I'm really bad at names. Yeah. Uh, when we get to the mystical city and like so many people are dead and he's just like making a joke. is like, hey, play dead. I'm like, that seems bad. That seems kind of shitty. Yeah. But then again, like nothing he's shown us about himself throughout his one stint in the MCU has painted him to not be a shitty person. This is true. This is very true. <laughs> so I don't know if we can hold that against him. Fair. You're, you're absolutely like, right. Obviously we like, we call that shit out, but like, should we expect any different from him? I mean, you're, you're completely right. It's, it's, it's following with his character that they've set for him, but like, did we need to put that in the movie? Like, did, no. did that need to be written no. in? It seems so out of place with the rest of the movie, especially with the, what the scenes that is going on right there. 
I also think that the existence of Maurice or Morris, whatever the hell the thing's little, the, the little furry thing, mm-hmm. I don't think it needed to exist. No, I'm sure they could have found another way to get through the the maze. Which I mean, has anybody ever? In a sp- I was, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, has anybody ever heard of a helicopter? Could you just fly over? Right. <laughs> because uh, unless it's just like you're going through the specific maze and stepping through a dimension like while you're doing it. Maybe. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like just those two characters uh-huh. were the worst part of the movie. For me. I, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird part of the movie. I, I get it. You're selling the Maurice dolls now. Way to right. go, Disney. Like, oh my God, it's cute. <laughs> do, do we need it? You know what I want? I want a food dog. Those things were awesome. They were badass. <laughs> like hell yeah! And uh, so we're kind of jumping all over the place. Oh, but we're yeah. still like still talking about the Mystic City here. Um, all their shit being made of dragon scale. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, and because uh, I'm terrible at names. Uh, Shang Chi's sister. Xiaoling. Uh, Xiaoling. Uh, they gave her the like dragon scale like um, chain and dart. Yeah, whatever that like thing's. the chain and dart or like yeah. the the whatever like the the meteor whip or whatever the hell yeah. it's called. Like, uh-huh. Just like that's badass. That thing was cool as shit. She is so good at that. Like that's one of the things that I thought was interesting about this movie because they don't call him Shang Chi, the master of kung fu or master of martial arts, like he is in the comic books, right? Nope. He might not be the best person in this movie, like at the no. at the martial arts. At least at this point. Right. And that was one like, thing I I did enjoy. Like, I don't know when he get, when we get to the Mystic City and his aunt, played by Michelle Michelle Yo, is teaching him like the ways of their martial arts, he picks up on it quick, which just goes to show that he is good at martial arts. But like I guess my, my the issue I had with like the uh, Aquafina character, Katie, learning how to be so good with a bow and arrow in like an afternoon didn't make any sense to me. And I get that they call it out. She's like, and I literally only just picked it up that day. So it's weird that I was able to hit this dragon's throat like uh, at the end or whatever. But I was just like, just because you call it out doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> See, and my thought, I, maybe I just kind of explained it away to myself was we spend the whole movie being told that she's been wasting her potential. And, and I get that, but like the thing that they showed us in the, in the earlier part of the movie is that she's really good at driving. So if you would have given me something else where like she's taking pieces of paper and throwing it in a waste plastic and like keeps making it, I would have been like, okay, she already has like good aim and I can extrapolate from there. But what they gave us was driving, not aim true <laughs> true not all right yeah so I, I definitely just like explained it away for myself <laughs> but what you're saying makes total sense um <clears throat> touching on the like the the martial arts style of the mystic city there you're gonna give us that but and not expect me to go hey I'm not Shyamalan. Uh, this is what this is what bending should have looked like. <laughs> I mean, they were definitely air bending uh, throughout that. Which, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the whole movie eventually comes to a head where Shang has to 
learn that balance balance is yeah. the, the key to doing whatever you need to do which is a great message yes i love it. you are part your father you are part your mother you have to take your, your good with your bad like everything has to be in balance so that you can succeed at what you're doing uh, it took me did you ever watch jet Li's the one yes so that that's literally that all you can think about in the movie because in the in in gently the one you have the the evil version of uh his character which i can't remember the name of his character at the moment uh he's the one yeah who's who does the uh style that's, that's of character's name is that the, that's the, the character <laughs> name okay good uh the uh who does the style of kung fu that's just like a straight line and comes at you hard Whereas the good guy version does the 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 style of kung fu that's that's balanced and and moves in circles and does more counter punches and stuff like that. Like that's exactly what we learned in this because the father character, the Mandarin, the we 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 win, we win something like that. We win. That's what that was his name. Uh, he does the he does the straightforward. Like he uses the rings in a way that is. You know, obviously, as he's punching that dragon scale wall, straight up just force. Whereas yes, when the one person we see defeat him uh, before Shang comes along is the mother who uses the you know counter punches and uh, air bending and all that stuff to be like, look, anything you send at me, I'm just redirecting back at you, kind of thing. Especially with stealing the rings, which I thought was real cool. Oh yeah. Like in in the fight with uh, Shang and his dad, um, <clears throat> every time that his dad would throw something at him with the rings, it was just like, "All right, cool." So now I have I have another ring. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, and it was like, I want to talk about like the the fight choreography in particular here for a second. It's amazing. Obviously, that's that's a big part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful. It was fantastic, and. I know that, like, my sister, I love her to death. She's a she's really into kung fu movies. I'm sure somebody who's really into kung fu movies would sit down and be like, I mean, it was okay, I guess. You right. know what I mean? Because, like, you already have a head for, like, like, what it can be. But if you put it in the context of, like, this is a Marvel movie, and they produced this as a kung fu movie, it's really well done. It really is. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... We 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 call out Captain America: Winter Soldier as being a spy movie. Is it a yeah? Is it one of the best spy movies? If you went in the category of spy movies, no. But is no. it Marvel's take on a spy movie? And is it really good? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, 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 exactly, absolutely right. And it's the same kind of thing where like I'm really excited for Doctor the next Doctor Strange because I want to see a Marvel horror movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't really like horror movies. I don't I don't do well with them. But do I want to see? Do, do I want to see Doctor Strange go up against like weird eldritch beings? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Absolutely, I want to see that. <laughs> but you have the bus fight scene. You have which Fantastic. is so much longer than you think it's going to be because there's so right. much great fight choreography in that. Uh, yeah. you have the the fighting at the um at the arena, and then the fight scene after that when Shang has to fight the. Faceless oh, in the dude. scaffolding. Yeah, in the scaffold. Well, there's also the scaffolding, which when he's kicking people off of that, I'm like, oh, well, that guy's dead. Like, I get yeah. it that people are dying, but like, that guy's dead, dead. <laughs> yeah, like, no, he done. I, 
I think there's some moral angu- moral ambiguity there um, with the fact that it's his dad's dudes. True. And at this point, he's like, no, my dad sucks. <laughs> like, my dad is a terrible person. So, like, anybody that works for him, like, okay, bye. No, yeah, they have they they've signed their fate by being part of uh, their, his dad's. Uh, I was about to say League of Shadows. Uh, uh, I mean, it's the is it not? It's exactly it. That's exactly what it is. But it's the the army of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you have that. You have the fighting with the 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 dude in the mask that trained Shang how to fight, and then. Uh, and then you get the stuff of the mystical city. Like it, there's some great fight scenes in this. I wanted to know more about the dude in the mask. So did I. And I know he had, like, he or she has a name. I, and I, I think they kept it ambiguous, uh, on purpose and, and rightly so. Like it's a good character. It's a really cool character. And I'm sure that at some point, cause obviously we're going to get more Shang-Chi stuff. Um, we're going to find out, but, that char- I mean, I'm sure in, in flashback and in, in character building for Shang-Chi because that character gets its soul sucked out. Yeah, but like at the same time, it's it's a mask. It True. Could be anybody. It could. You're absolutely right. It could be any anybody. Like, could be it could be, be like a position in the in the structure. Like you, you now wear the mask. Congratulations, or like whatever it needs to be. Because I feel like. Everybody else is just out here wearing like stealthy stuff, and you're out here with just a big old white kabuki face. <laughs> but you also have uh, one of your generals is a uh, razor fist. So is that also a position? Do you have to have your hand cut off and put a giant <laughs> razor blade on it? Which at first I thought was kick ass, <laughs> and then when you see his car, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, he's that guy, like. Marvel, can you just give us somebody who's a bad guy that's just cool? Yeah, they can you did. Just leave him at that. They gave us Killmonger. Okay, fair. <laughs> he was just he was just rad the whole way through. <laughs> um, yeah. So some of the things I had issue with one, um, the leader, uh, the Shang Shang's father, Wu Win, has these ten rings has lived for a thousand years. The first thing that we see him go up against is that walled off kingdom. Right. And he goes out there as a single person uses the rings to defeat all those guys by himself. And then basically get, uh, uh, a way for his army to, to go in. How has he not just taken over the world a thousand years ago? Right. I think that was kind of what they were getting at was the fact that eventually he moved past like, full conquering and he was like taking down governments and like running like being the shadow so league of shadows government yeah he was being like the shadow government behind everything okay it was like what he was doing and then in 1996 he meets a woman he's like ah i'm gonna give it all up i'm cool <laughs> right he's like i got all the money anybody could ever need i'm gonna go do the thing over here <laughs> like, uh, and then he gets mad and he's like i gotta put him back on <laughs> they killed my lady um so then you have the the postcard, the postcard that Shang has. It he he says after he gets attacked on the bus, he's like, I have to go save my sister. I think she sent me this postcard. We get to the the place where his sister is, find out that she doesn't she didn't send him the postcard. So who sends him the postcard? 
Is it his father? Why? That doesn't make any sense. Why does his father need the both of them to be in the same place to capture them? He could easily get to both of them at any time. Right. I'm going to chalk it up to convenient exposition. Okay. Yes. And, and see, that's what I'm just like. That's it's, it's not a big hole, but it's a plot hole for me. And it just for some reason right. kept tugging at me. Now, here's what another if thing. it was his mom? It was. What? What? What if it was his? What if it was his mom? So if if it was his mom, and we're just saving that for the next movie, it's a weird. It's a weird loop to just leave out there. I think. So, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll agree. I want. Never. Never mind. You had a point that you were going to make. Well, I, I'm. I'm. I'm truly just picking nits here, and and I know I am, but we get to. Uh, uh, weird editing. And I know at the beginning when Sean is talking to Katie's grandmother and Katie's grandmother's like, Hey, when are you going to marry her? And he's like, ah, we're just friends. Now in most other movies, that's the line he throws out there, but eventually he sees her, you know, without the glasses on and not a ponytail and no paint on her overalls. And he's like, Oh, I fell in love. Like she's got, she's more than a friend kind of thing. That never happens in the movie, which is fine. We don't need to have a romantic interest between them. Platonic friendship, like relationship, is great. Like I love that idea. However, they keep throwing in things where I think they were supposed to have a romantic relationship uh, start to build, but they forgot to edit it out. So there's a scene when Sean is uh, Sean is is in the arena and he's not wearing his shirt, right? And, and she's like, oh, whoa. Yeah, she does the she does the take back like, oh, she, he's cute. Like, I think he's actually kind of, you know, kind of thing. And but they could have just cut that part out and left the part where she goes, what happened to your shirt? Because it's funny. It's a funny line. Just leave that in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I would agree. It would have worked. both. It would have worked if they did all that. But I think it's kind of adds to the moment where she's just like. I, I think that's part of the reveal where like he's been living this like lie for her this whole time where True. she thought that he was just some like dude who couldn't fight. <laughs> and then they get to this like, like a super seedy underground way above the ground fighting ring. Yeah. And now he's just like, yeah, I'm going to go fight. Cool. And he takes <laughs> her shirt off and he's ripped. And she's like, what? <laughs> like you're hot, but like what? <laughs> Because it's literally the, it's the Paul Rudd and Ant-Man moment. It's the, you know, it's the um, Chris Pratt yeah, Chris in Pratt and, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. It's the, it's the same, it's, it's, it's Chris Evans coming out of the chamber at the first, the first thing. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Ripped dudes is fine. We're going <laughs> to, is but it fine, Mitch? It, I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, Mitch? Do you I, need to talk about it? No, I, I don't need to talk about it anymore. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to bring up, and once again, I'm, I, I, I know it's my own fault because I'm writing the movie in my head as I'm watching it instead of what I am, except I'm not accepting what it is that they're giving me. So we have the, we have this storyline of, uh, Katie's grandfather dying, right? Like he came, he brought the family to America and he ends up passing away at some point in their past. We also know that Shang, his first assignment, he had to come to America and kill somebody. And he doesn't, he, at first he tells everybody that he didn't kill the person, but then eventually he lets Katie know that, yes, I actually did kill that person. 
I was expecting it to be like, and that person was your grandfather, like for whatever reason, but that didn't happen. So it just seemed like a weird loop that they left open that we didn't get to find out who that person was that Shang killed when he came to America. I think it'll come back around. You think so? I think it will. Um, it's too, it's too obvious a plot hook. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to, to build some tension between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Because so they set her up to very like they set her up to be like the sidekick, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like to to be there for the foreseeable because she gets pulled into the sanctum to talk about the rings, and she was there for the fight. She was helping. She did all the driving, so on. She's she's a part of the team now. She is. So in the future, if you want to build some tension, if you want to break up the team for a little bit, have it come out that the dude that he killed was her was her grandpa. There you go. You're you're right. And then she's like, "What the hell? You killed my granddad." And he's like, "Look, I didn't have to tell you. I was trying to lie to you anyway, and you decided to make me tell you the truth." Like, right now, boom! Just add water, instant beef. There you go. I you're right. I should just be more patient. I understand. Just you suck, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one thing that I did not pick up on this myself, I did see this on the internet. And I'm not saying this is true, but someone someone suggested this, speculated this. Uh, Wu Win, the thing, the the dweller in the dark is behind that gate that's pr- being protected by the Great Protector, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, calls out to him as his wife, saying, "Hey, come help me. Hey, I need your help. Hey, I'm behind. I'm being. I'm stuck here behind this gate. Please let me out." What if that was also what was calling to Wanda at the end of WandaVision when she thought she hurt her kids? Ooh. Right? Yeah. Because they said when he put the rings back on, that was what made him the, one of the most powerful people in the world, thus knowing that he would be able to break open the gate. Who else is super powerful? Wanda. But would that mean that Strange has also heard it? I, I don't know. Is he powerful enough without the the time stone in his eye of Agamotto? That's that's a fair question. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really that's a really fun thing to to speculate on. Um, another one that I was reading about was uh, what if at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, when Sharon Carter, Sharon Carter, yeah, yeah. Bad at names today. Uh, when when Sharon's on the phone at the end as the power broker talking to whoever it is, what if she's talking to uh, to Shelling? Yeah, yeah, that's that's completely understandable. Like, I, it's I like why not? I would assume Madripoor and Macau are not too far apart from each other, right? And they they run in similar circles, mm-hmm. and it would make total sense that one is you like parlaying with the other for some sort of deal most likely coming to the power broker to be like look you have influence i'm trying to do this thing are we gonna play ball or what like i i i like that idea i i i I dig it too um uh one of the things also so the one of the uh, the mid-credit scene when you have like you brought it up wong coming in and grabbing shang and uh Katie and then 
them showing them the rings, like the inside of the rings, and how it's, it has some kind of beacon going off. This has to go right into Eternals, right? Because that those rings have to come from the Eternals. I would think so. It makes sense. Yeah, because they're like it's not in anything we have. These are super ancient. Like yeah. so, it's it, it's the Eternals. And then. One thing that I totally did not pick up on in the two viewings that I watched this movie, Bruce Banner is Bruce Banner. He's not Smart Hulk. Yeah, he's he's Banner again. What? What are we talking about here? After he he became Smart Hulk and like he's explaining it to us, he's like, I put the two together, best of both worlds. Like, I why would I not do this? Like kind of thing. And then at the end of Endgame, he's still the Hulk. He's he just has his arm in a sling. So why the hell is he Bruce Banner again? Um, I mean, my first thought is, I mean, you're going to feed the Hulk in this economy? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> uh, fair. Well, use pin particles. You can make things that are really small, really big. One kernel of corn could feed the Hulk for like a week. <laughs> The other one would be like, well, Hulk got tired. <laughs> Fair. That could, that could definitely be it. I, I could say, Hulk needed a vacation. One of the things that I was speculating is that it's going to tie into the She-Hulk show and like uh, whatever it is, he's going to give up his Hulkness so that uh, Jennifer can live kind of thing. Oh, that'd be, yeah. Maybe. I could see that happening. It's a thing that could happen. Yeah. I'd be on board. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with the with the, the whole She Hulk thing. I've said it before. If it's not just a courtroom drama, I'm going to be. <laughs> uh, great protector. What did you think of that? I I enjoyed it. Um, the the whole sequence uh, fighting along the back of the great protector was really cool. Mm-hmm. And the the Kamehameha. I'm not a Dragon Ball person. How do you how do you pronounce the the bomb? Kamehameha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I I just I dug it when he had all the the ten rings like in the ball, and then I dug it when he was just like falling to the earth, which is very Kung Fu Hustle. Which we saw a Kung Fu Hustle poster in the in the uh, in the in his bedroom, and then also mm-hmm. the guy who teaches Katie how to. Um, Use the bow and arrow. He's from Kung, he's he's using Kung Fu Hustle also, but like mm-hmm. like he's just falling to the earth and then he's manipulating the rings inside the dweller in the dark. Like oh, that was so so cool. It was really good. Uh, talking about the old guy Archer mm-hmm. for a second, I really liked him, and I wanted more of him. specifically with the whole like they're getting ready to fight and um katie goes and picks the bow and he just like walks by and puts it back he's like no (laughs) like we need all the help we can get but not from you but not you (laughs) and then like the halfway through the fight he like she picks up a bow and he's like just don't die (laughs) (laughs) your blood's not on my hands all right i tried i tried and he was cool. I liked him. I felt like he was he was jaded for a reason, mm-hmm. and he was just like you know, I'm. He's the one in this movie that should have been saying, "I am too old for this shit." <laughs> I'm sure he was saying it in his language, right? Which is another amazing thing about this movie. 
I would say a good 50% of this movie is done in another la- in other languages. Like uh-huh. they made Marvel people, like people who go to watch Marvel movies sit and read, read subtitles. subtitles. This is that's insane. I I was I was I was blown away by it. I don't understand how you may, how you take an audience of people that's just like ha ha Iron Man go Burt. <laughs> uh, and make them read subtitles, which is fantastic. But in the two weeks that it's been out, it's 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 making the money, so that I am I'm super happy about it. And the best thing about it, I was worried that it was gonna have like Iron Fist syndrome. Oh, I'm glad it didn't. I'm I'm glad it I'm made past that. So glad it didn't, because <laughs> we had somebody who actually knew what they were doing and actually showed up to rehearsals <laughs> and you know took their role seriously and just it was good. It was. It was really good. I I did I know, like I said I had my issues with it, but I, it was it was good. I know you said towards the top that like it's not in the top of your list it's not in the bottom of your list it's kind of floating in the middle Mm -hmm. i would agree with that um i think it's floating in the middle for now i think as phase four develops there is total room for it to shift fair like depending on what this sets up for anything down the line in phase four if this becomes like oh man that was genius they've been planning for this for like four years then like there's a total chance that it could bump up into my top 10. Yep. But as of right now, I'd put it at like a solid maybe 13. <laughs> okay. I, I can dig that. I can dig that. Anything else that you want to talk about the, the, the movie? Um, no, I, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. So, yeah. If you made it this this far and you hadn't watched it yet, you're crazy for listening to us talk about the whole movie. But... Go out and You've watch seen it. it now. Yeah. If you feel <laughs> congratulations. safe, go out and watch it. Or yeah, congratulations. You now know the whole thing. Yeah, uh, that'll be five dollars, please. <laughs> uh all right. If you want to talk to me about this movie, please find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia G E M G E M stands for Geekly Media. Ian, where can people find you online? If you want to find me, you can find me over at twitch.tv slash Ian Flux and at Ian Flux 12 on Twitter. Um, most social media platforms, I'm some variation thereof of Ian Flux. It's either Ian Flux or Ian Flux 12, depending on what I could grab up. So just come follow, just come follow me. Say, hey, let's talk. Let's chat. Tell me, if, uh, t- tell me if my opinion on this movie is wrong so I can tell you that you're wrong. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, Mitch, I heard that we have a Patreon. That's right. You might have heard it in this very episode. So you check out patreon.com slash Media. You can be one of our patrons and get exclusive material that only our patrons have access to. Uh, also, go check out our website, geeklymedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. If you want to talk to anybody else on social media from our network, just go to at Media on Twitter and Instagram, and then also facebook.com slash geeklymedia. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.